Well, hello everyone and praise the Lord. I want to welcome you to the Living for God podcast. This is where we teach believers the basic principles from the Word of God on how we should live for the Lord. And during this session, I want to talk about how to receive the Word of God. See, when it comes to us receiving God's Word, how many of us would agree that we need to prepare ourselves? In other words, see, we won't be able to receive revelation from God's Word. We won't be able to receive strength to endure our trials from God's Word. We won't be able to draw ourselves closer to God from His Word. And we won't be able to grow in our Christian maturity by reading God's Word if we don't first properly prepare our hearts to receive God's Word. See, reading the Word of God is not like reading a romance novel or the newspaper or a sports magazine or any other writings. But when we actually pick up the Bible to begin to read its contents, we have to understand that we are actually picking up the Word of God. Not the words of man, but we are actually reading words that comes from God himself. See, the Bible states in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. See, that phrase, inspiration of God, simply means God breathed. So these words that we read in the Bible are actually words that God himself breathed out. And then he gave them to men. And under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, they wrote them down. And we call these writings the Holy Scriptures. And they have been placed together in a book that we call the Bible. You know, I remember a friend of mine telling me years ago about a vision that he had. And in this vision, he saw his Bible laying on the dresser. And the page of the, of the Bible was moving up and down like it was breathing. Wow. See, this is how we should see the word of God, y'all. That is, we should see it as something that is actually living. Because this is how the scripture describes it. For the word of God states in Hebrews 4 and 12, For the word of God is what, y'all? Living and powerful. So this Bible that we hold in our hands is not just words on paper, y'all, but it is actually alive because it came from a God who is eternal. And when he speaks, y'all, he produces life. See, just like when God spoke and this whole world just came into being, when God speaks to us through his word, it produces life in us as well. See, God's written word can change a person who is dead in trespasses and sin and bring them to life by making them a new creation in Christ. See, only the word of God can do this, y'all. See, this is why the scripture states that the word of God is living and powerful. See, there is nothing on this earth that has more power than the word of God. Because there is nothing on this earth that can take something that is dead and bring it to life like the word of God can. See, all of the rehab programs that are offered by man can only work on a person's outward symptoms, but has no power to change a person's heart. But the word of God has the power to change a person from the inside out by making them a new by giving them a new heart and making them a totally new person. But in order for the word of God to make these changes in our life, we have to approach the word of God a certain way. See, we have to prepare our hearts to receive the word of God. And this is what today's podcast is all about. 
And that is to simply show us how to receive the word of God and to do it in such a way that it will make a lasting change in our life and even cause us to be more like our example, Jesus Christ. Now, those of you who have your Bibles, turn them to James 1 and 21. And the scripture reads, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So in this text, James tells us when receiving the word of God, we must first do what, y'all? Lay aside all filthiness. See, this word filthiness means moral impurity. So what I believe James is saying here is when we approach the word of God to begin to read its contents, we must first rid ourselves of any immorality. In other words, if we have unconfessed sin in our life and we attempt to study God's word, it's not going to have a lasting effect on us. In other words, it's just going to be like words on paper without any power. Why is that? Because we are not taking it seriously. See, as we said earlier, reading God's word, it's not like reading the newspaper or sports magazine, something that we may read for entertainment or to simply obtain knowledge. But when we read the word of God, we are actually reading God words from our creator, words that he expects us to follow. Therefore, we are to take them very seriously and not see them as being a light matter. And we can't say that we are very serious about God's word if we are not applying it to our life. Therefore, our lack of sincerity in reading God's word prevents it from making a lasting change in our life. Not because it doesn't have the power to change us, because it definitely does. But we are just not taking it serious enough for it to make a change in our life. This is why if unconfessed sin is a part of our life, reading the word of God may be dry to us. We may not get any revelation from it, and it may become very hard for us to understand. And this is simply because we aren't taking it serious by doing what it says. We know that word filthiness in today's text in the Greek is taken from a word which sometimes is referred to wax in the ear. So sin in our life, y'all, can cause us to become deaf to the word of God. In other words, we may hear the word of God preached at home or we may read it in our private time. But we may end up, y'all, not getting anything out of it. Simply because we got too much wax in our ears hindering us from receiving from it as a result of the sin in our life. So we prepare our hearts to receive the word of God by first getting the wax out of our ears. And we do this by coming clean before God and confessing our sins to him. And as well and as well as doing the things necessary to get the sin out of our life. And by doing so, we show God that we are taking his word very serious. And then the word of God can do its life changing work in our life. Secondly, y'all, we must receive the word of God, as the the scripture states, with meekness, meaning that we must have a teachable spirit. In other words, we must come to the word of God like a child who is totally dependent upon the the instructions of his parents for his own well-being. See, this is how we need to approach the word of God, realizing that we know nothing 
But our Heavenly Father knows everything. And we are totally dependent upon Him to teach us everything that we need to know for our own spiritual well-being. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever come across someone who don't have a teachable spirit? In other words, concerning the Word of God, their minds are already made up about what it says, and they are not open to any point of view that doesn't line up with their own. You know, I've come across many unbelievers who don't even know the Word of God, or who have already got their minds made up about its contents, and you can't tell them anything different. And their stubborn refusal to accept the fact that they may be wrong keeps many of them coming to Christ and being saved. See, they said things like, well, you know, the Bible has been tainted by man, so it can't be trusted. Or they said things like, well, you know, all religions teach the same thing or everyone serves the same God. But if they will only come to the word of God with a teachable spirit, then they can be enlightened to the truth. But because of their hardened heart and their unwillingness to bend on their opinion, they die without Christ and enter into eternity forever lost, separated from God in hell. And I've even come across some believers who claim to know the word of God, but who have opinions that doesn't line up with scripture. And their minds are also made up on what they believe the word of God is saying. And you also can't tell them anything different. And their unwillingness to bend on their opinion keeps them misled. And many of them live lives that are not pleasing to God. Therefore, every last one of us, y'all, must come to the word of God with a teachable spirit. So that we can be enlightened to the truth and live lives that bring glory to God. So the second thing that we must do in preparing our hearts to receive the word of God is to approach God's word with meekness, meaning have a teachable spirit, which is simply coming to to the word of God like a child with a willingness and an openness to be taught. And James in the scripture refers to the word of God as the implanted word, which is really, y'all, an agricultural term referring to the word of God being planted in the heart of a person, like a seed being planted in the ground as in the parable of the sower. Therefore, good ground for the word of God to be sown into is number one, someone who rids themselves of immorality, and number two, Someone who has a teachable spirit. See, these two things demonstrate that someone has a prepared heart and is therefore good ground for the word of God to be sown into. Now, let's read the 22nd verse. James goes on to say, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now, the third thing that we must do in order to prepare our hearts to receive the word of God is to respond with obedience. James says that we must not only be a hearer, but a doer of the word. Then he mentions that someone who, is only, who only hears God's word without doing it is deceiving themselves. In other words, they are self-deceived. Simply because they believe that hearing the word of God apart from doing it will benefit them. See, there are many people who come to church every Sunday and Wednesday who actually think that their attendance at church alone without applying the word of God to their life will benefit them. See, they actually believe that hearing the word of God absent from doing it makes them acceptable to God. But these people are sadly mistaken. 
as James points out in this verse. As a matter of fact, just the opposite is true. Because see, hearing the word of God makes us more accountable to doing it. See, that word deceiving means to deceive by false reasoning. See, many people have reasoning within themselves that they can live a lifestyle that is contrary to the word of God, but as long as they make it to church on Sunday, that God is going to weep at the sin in their life. Therefore, they come to church only as a means to clear their conscience, but not with the intent of applying the word of God to their life. But James, in today's text, removes all doubt. See, being a hearer of the word of God and not a doer of the word of God is to be self-deceived. Because only a doer of the word of God is acceptable to God, not just a hearer only. And he drives this point home by comparing the word of God to a mirror. Okay, let's read the 23rd and 24th verse. James says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. See, a person who was a hearer of the word of God only and not a doer will soon forget what he hears simply because he is not applying the word of God to his life. See, if we hear something but don't practice it, <laughs> it will soon fade from our memory. In the same way, if someone hears, if someone looks in the mirror to see if he needs to do something about his appearance but walks away and does nothing about what he has seen, he will soon forget about the crust that is, that's in his eyes or his hair that is uncombed or his face that needs to be shaven. See, if we see something and do nothing about it, it will soon fade from our memory. See, this is why being a doer of the word of God is so important because it causes us not to be a forgetful hearer, which could cause to severe consequences in our life. Let's listen to what Jesus says in Matthew the 7th chapter, the 24th through the 27th verse. He states, Therefore, whoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sins of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Wow. See, being a hearer of the word of God only and not a doer means that we do nothing about our own sinful condition. Therefore, when the enemy comes in like a flood and bring our own slot of attacks against us, we won't be able to stand. In other words, we will fall prey to his temptations and destruction will soon follow. Whether it be a failed marriage through infidelity or a loss of a job through dishonest behavior, or even bodily destruction through immoral acts. See, we know that Satan's objective is to kill, steal, and destroy. And those who are only hearers of God's word and not a doer are easy targets for Satan to destroy. Let's read the 25th verse. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, 
and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Okay, let's stop there. So James makes it clear. The only someone who looks intently into the word of God and obeys what it says, that person will be blessed, not a forgetful hearer. So James mentioned three things that we must do in preparing our hearts to receive the word of God. Number one, lay aside all filthiness. In other words, come clean before God and confess our sins to him with the intent to get them out of our life. Number two, James tells us, have a teachable spirit. Come to the word of God with a willingness to be taught, not with our own preconceived ideas. Number three, James says, be a doer of the word of God and our hearer only. That is, come to the word of God with a mindset to obey what it says. And by doing these three things, y'all, we will be good ground for the word of God to flourish in. And we will produce much fruit for God. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can find us on Facebook at Heart of God Christian Ministries, or you can visit our website at heartofgodchristianministries.co. Thank you for listening.